reminder that our uh, we are limited on time, which now is good. For this episode, which is good, which is good. How long are we limited to? For about forty minutes. Great. That's perfect. That's so, what was how yeah. long we need to go anyway. Yeah, perfect. If you're if you're hitting the if you're hitting the the, the big bike or the uh, the audio, it's already song, the intro song. I'm hitting it now. We're at like thirty eight minutes. I'm hitting it now. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast. The man sitting next to me is much better looking than the man who's normally sitting next to me from <laughs> Studio Breezy. It's the Section 109 podcast with Jay. Hey man, how's it going? And guess who else is on the line? Matthew. Say what's, what's up, up, Matthew. What's up? Uh, How are we Ma- doing? Doing good. Um, I'm kind of jealous of you being at a bachelor party and just, you know, getting to drink and be a de- debaucherous human being for a few days. You know this is a work trip, right? <laughs> No, in my mind, you're at a bachelor. Tr- you're at a bachelor party. <laughs> they can be the same thing. Yeah, I forgot. It's definitely not. I got. I got that confused. I thought this was a bachelor party. Well, either way, he doesn't no. have a real job, so I'm pretty sure this is still just straight debauchery. But Matthew, debauchery might be a good way to describe what we did to the last two teams we played in Hey-o. LA Force and Michigan Stars. Boys, uh, well, we. Before- it might have been debaucherous, but we weren't the drunk ones. That's that is true. That is true. So before we get into some details, I want I want a little heat check. How are we feeling, Jake? You go first. Uh, well, I was uh, one of the drunk ones. Um, sorry, <laughs> Matthew, but no, I'm feeling awesome, man. First off, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of talk about the two games very fast, sure, and then we can dive in or whatever. But when it comes to the the LA Force match, uh, California teams always seem to be something that it was aimed directly at our Achilles as a club. So to go out and beat LA Force three nothing. Uh, felt really good. It felt like sort of a weight off of the shoulders. And then, uh, yeah, fuck the Michigan Stars. Absolutely. <laughs> Could not sum it up better myself, to be honest. Matthew, how you feeling? Uh, really good. That was, um, you know, L.A. is always going to be a little bit up and down. Uh, that's just kind of how they are. They've got players in, players out, or, and whatnot. Uh, but there's been no bigger... Uh, kryptonite to how Rod Underwood wants to play with CFC than the Michigan Stars, mm. um, and 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 they've been a, a you know just a nemesis of ours really ever since the Members Cup in 2019. Yeah, um, you Definitely. know, and uh, you know it was a big game not not in terms of uh, not in terms of the table honestly, although they were undefeated at the time with about 18 games in hand. <laughs> Uh, I was about to, I was about to like, give some other huge number as well. Yeah, just to just to you know have like to grow you know confidence for for the team. Like you know, couple obviously Abara coming into the coming into the squad, but the guy is getting better in terms of being more patient. That we'll talk about a little bit later. Definitely, it was uh, it, it it was an, it was a really really big match uh, for taking another step of doing things our way. Yeah, for sure, and. And they rode the boys rose to the occasion, and I mean I, I feel pretty good. Like we're we're halfway through this incredibly short fucking season, um, it, and you got to like where we sit right now. We're only halfway through. Not that it yeah, feels like through. not that it feels like it's been that long, Jay. But I feel like I don't know. I just like I, six home games left. Uh, you said that the other day, Matt, and that feels so Whoa. short. But I guess we have six home and six away, right? Yeah, for for twenty. Well, I, think, big, I think it's five now. Five home games. Five, uh, five home games now. Man, that, and that is... includes and that includes the independent cup and the uh, Apotheos game. Okay, that so. makes more sense. That makes more sense. Okay, even wow. So we're it's a lot more road games here to end it. Well, let me go over the starting lineups and let's get into detail. Starting with the Los Angeles Force, who we played first, um, and you know, fuck Bob Freeland and the Force if we're not haven't already said that. Uh, goalkeeper Jean Antoine, right back Colin Stripling, right center back Sebastian Capazucci had a little injury nice little and rest uh, concern for Prepolitza, mm-hmm. which was terrifying, and it was ended up being no big deal because Sebastian was great. Um, Aiden Bowers at left center back, left back Joseph Perez, uh, and the six Richard Dixon, very much the like starting back six that we've had, including the goalkeeper for a while, except for that that one Sebastian change there. Alex McGrath and Beto at the two eight slash tens, uh, right winger Mumu Mutai Muape, left winger Juan Louis, and then uh, spoiler alert, Jesus Ibarra got his debut in the sixty fourth minute, and striker Marcus Nagelstad up top. I will mention there were. Th- Three substitutes. Damian Rodriguez in the 84th. Good to see Damian come in. Great to see Damian come in. And he looked he looked lively and good. Mm-hmm. Um, Juan Louis, 
uh, played until the 64th when Jesus Ibarra came in. Congrats to Jesus on getting his debut. And Marcus played until the 86th, and Lenny got that last little bit to uh, you know bring in a little extra physical presence there at the end. And I saw Lenny getting into it with about six different players, um, and Shout all of them deserved Lenny. it. It was great. Shout out, Lenny. I, I love that. And Lenny's like the sweetest guy on the field, it seems like. He seems to be always be like helping people up. And, and I don't know, he just seems like a good demeanor on the field. But then when I saw like all those players getting into it with him, I was like, ooh. He throws, he throws a nice shoulder. Yeah, he does, and he's just such a, he's huge. Yeah, he's big. Like he's he's big and he's fast and he's strong and he's a good player and like he's such a he's the exact opposite, um, like physically of Marcus. Like Marcus is like a regular forward who's extremely technical, and Lenny is also like a good forward and reasonably technical. But he's such an athlete yeah. that those players have to be like, you know, oh, we gotta, you know, we've been chasing Marcus around all game. Oh no, now we have a guy that like can post up or push us around or whatever else. And I love that. Uh, goals came from Aiden Bowers in the 31st with an assist from Alex McGrath. Wait, Mark- but happy birthday to Aiden Bowers. Happy that was birthday. a goal on his birthday. Well, And, and we can talk more about exactly how true, that goal true. came about, but he absolutely posterized that yeah, guy. that was great. Dunked on him. Marcus Nagelstad in the 37th unassisted. I'm sure Matthew would like to talk about that one. And Betzel Alvarenga, maybe the best goal of the game on an assist from Alex McGrath as well in the 45th. Just filthy, filthy strike. Okay, Matthew, shall we go from the first goal, the Aiden Bowers goal? Do whatever you want. All right, Jay, how were you feeling when that goal went in? Uh, I was feeling really good. I mean, we were sort of controlling... Uh, the run of play, we kind of have had that. That's kind of been a theme for us these past two games. Mm. And uh, when that one finally went in, it, it seemed like we were sort of playing ahead of ourselves a little bit. Um, and just what, struck, what do you mean ahead of ourselves? Well, just like sometimes we're 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 so we anticipate so well, and that we we our ball movement plays so much that we get the ball forward either a, just a little too early to where like Marcus isn't set up technically in the box like take a shot or to for one of us to to create a decent chance on goal um 100% and but and that's because teams like the LA Force and other teams are setting up to play against us that way to force us into that kind of style so once Aiden or anybody scores that first goal it's like this unlocked achievement for us going well done. Now, not only have you gone up one nothing, you've changed the other team's strategy entirely. And so that's I always that. I I love having that possession, and then like it's like uh, it's like letting the dam loose. You know, it's like the dam works because it's calculated with certain math. Mm-hmm. But once you let a little bit of water go through, well, the dam then has to reconfigurate and drink it and. It's just going to break and all the water's going to come. A hundred percent. I could not, I'm not even going to add anything to that because I could not agree more. What I will say is that we were talking about in the supporter section, um, Sean Weldon, shout out, uh, was talking about how he does, and he said this in a YouTube comment, and I'm just going to abbreviate our conversation because he and I have already had a conversation about it, but he doesn't always enjoy if we go short. And I think that the genesis of that, and and I'm going to put some words in his mouth and he can obviously correct in the comments, but I I think we both agree on this. Sometimes it's not the going short that's so frustrating, Mm -hmm. though that is frustrating sometimes. The byproduct is sometimes we do the exact same play over and over short. Yeah, sure. But what I want to point out here is that because we go short so often, it, it's not always perfect, and we should get we should maybe vary up the plays a little bit more. And I think you've seen that spoiler alert in the past few games. But I do think that going short means that lo- when we do go long and we kind of mix it up, you they're not people are not able to defend it by packing the box. So you got to have two defenders out to cut that short ball, or three yeah, defenders sure. cheating out, and that's one of the reasons Aiden's able to be. Um, less marked he's not unmarked because he dunks on that guy but he's less marked at the back post with that great ball he in does dunk on that guy. it's so good man and they and they get they're complaining after the goal oh he was, he was touching me and it's like if you watch the replay he goes straight up just straight up and he's just three feet over his head so it looks like he you know fouled him but it's so good matthew do you have anything to add for that goal i think with a long corner uh from from that particular play we've been going long a lot more often from the left corner uh, because you, you get the advantage of having Alex McGrath on the end swinger. Good point. Yeah. And, uh, and, and even in, in that game, there have been multiple corners before the one we actually ended up scoring on that went long. Uh, well, and you have a short keeper it, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gomez is, is relatively short compared to some other keepers. Dog, uh, he's like five, he's, he's five foot his, six. His reflexes are among the best in, in the league. Um, so yeah, like you have when you have a height advantage, you want to play a little bit long, a little bit more often. Well, and, and I, I thought, and I thought, I thought we did that to really good effect. There's a thing with Aiden Bowers though, 
He's marked on. I think the, I think the postman's he, here. He's Bowers is marked uh, every single time. It's the same player on him. Hold on a second, uh, Bowers, Toby. Bowers. Hold hold on a second, Matthew. Hold on, Toby. Puppies, relax. Thanks. Come on. That's gonna be that's gonna be a non-edit right there. Keep going, Matthew. Uh, well, I, I just think that like you know Bowers is marked on, on on all of these corners by the same guy. The LA clearly has marking instructions for what for who's go, who's going to guard who on on these set plays. Every yeah. team does this as, as a part of like pregame prep. Hold on, Matthew. I think, I, I think the postman might literally be here. We're not. This none of this needs to be edited. This is just. This is so just. This raw. is just. This is just how to lit. How how a recording in in this mixed, podcast room mixed. goes. Uh, if the postman shows up, they freak out. Keep going with Aiden Bowers. So I, I was just gonna say, what Bowers does though is incredibly intelligent. Where he's standing at pretty much on the back post, his man's marking him right there, and then as just before McGrath starts to make his move on the corner, he backs up, takes a few steps back, um, and that allows him to get a running start once he sees the trajectory of the ball. So he's able to get a running start, uh, a running start, whereas his his marker is just trying to go up and like, just straight up in the air from a standing still. And obviously, like, especially for – this isn't basketball. For soccer guys, like, the running start helps a lot. And Bowers is able to like, elevate so much higher – um, and and that's how what leads to the dunk. Yeah, it's a very good point. And we've you, like you said, we've played that particular long ball to Aiden, who sometimes he heads it back in. In fact, I think he had the assist on the very first goal of the season, right? Or or one of the first headers of the season back across. Am I remembering that correctly? It was it, it was a header back across against uh, away to Albion. Yeah, and that but that was his header back across, right? Yes. And yes. So, so that's something that is not just um for better or for worse, this team has drawn up plays. And I'm not saying it has to go to the exact same player every time, but we have a plan when it comes to to set pieces. Yeah, We're not fun. just slinging it in there. Mm-hmm. And while and then I think like by the way, I didn't finish the Sean thing. I think Sean and I both agree, and I think he would agree that like when you, as long as when you get you get dangerous chances off of corners, whether it's short or long, we're feeling good about it. And that one felt great because we went short a little bit, we went long a little bit, and the I feel like the short opened up the long. Um, but yeah, to get that long ball to Aiden and it not be just a header back in the box, but it, like you said, just it'd be a dunk straight up, so good. And you mentioned the like every now and then going for the long one, even though we go short and have little set pieces, and that just keeps it. The, the variability alive and less predictable, you know? Exactly. I think if you went back and tallied, my gut my gut says we're probably going long about 30 or 40% of the time, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, which is much more than last year, by the way, when we didn't have a height advantage. And now that we have Prepolitza, it's the biggest change, uh, and his enormous ass in there, it is really tough for, for teams to defend him. And so we're just going long more often, and I think we are simply a, yeah, a better team on set pieces, even though we weren't bad on set pieces last year. Um, okay. We're definitely trying to go long more from the left, yeah, uh, but still absolutely. reserve the right side for for short corners. Yep. because it gives you the option of of Mwape's in swinger if we lay it off to him, or the bounce back to Richard, and then one of the runners coming in, usually McGrath, um, kind of like the the Greg Stratton Syracuse goal yes. play from. Yes, there's a little bit of variance there, but the the Mwape option. Is and we saw that in one of the games um, in the past couple of weeks, we saw that 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 play was expected to, you know, to go all the way through to McGrath, and Richard bumped it shorter to Mwape, mm-hmm. who sent in a ball. I think it ended up leading to I think it was in the Michigan Stars game in a sequence where mm-hmm. we had like four corners in a row. I wasn't going to actually mention exactly what happened on that goal, just in case somebody smart listens to this podcast. But they've changed up the routine a little bit um, on that Richard pass. I'll just put it that way. Um, Next goal. Marcus Nagelstad, unassisted, 37th minute. Um, I'm just going to say, and I think Max This is grown man shit. This is grown man shit. First of all, it's Marcus's <laughs> left foot. Um, second of all, he does what strikers do, and he's like, I'm not passing this. Yep. And he just, uh, he, but he has, I think Matthew will agree with this. He has two guys that he should pass it to. But also, it doesn't matter as long as you score. And uh, That's what he he's does. got two open guys. And it, it, again, it just doesn't matter. He just scores. And he goes near post. And he's a just, left foot curler. It's a, le- it's a left foot. And like, he curler just, near post, it's think. just so good. Like, it, yeah. it's just one of those, if you give Marcus a little bit of space, he will score. Um, he will shoot, and you can't give him any space. And that defender is a little bit outside of him as opposed to being in front of him, and he can't block the shot, and it's a goal. This is a goal that comes from transition. Yep. Um, I forget exactly what the lead-up is, but Mumu gets played into space, 
Uh, and and while he won't get credited with the assist here, his uh, ability yeah. to just keep the ball like mm-hmm. keep the ball close to close enough to him, the ball gets poked away by uh, an LA Force defender, and it just falls to Marcus. And then Marcus does the rest. Couple dribbles, decides, looks off one Louis. He's got Mumu, but probably like you know, I have to have eyes in the back of his head to find that one. Uh, and he just takes the shot because when in in a transition scenario. The defense is just a little bit less set, so a little bit of hip wiggle gives him the like, opens up things and gets him a little bit more space to be able to to pick out a spot. Hundred percent, and it's not again. I was just making a joke about it not being the most high percentage chance because he had he had space to to pass it, but all that matters is he scored, and it was absolutely beautiful. And uh, unassisted is always um, not always, but it's usually a fun goal on when it's unassisted because it usually means somebody did something special and he did something special on that. Uh, Matthew, why don't you take us through um, quickly the Beto Alvarenga goal um, from Alex McGrath in the 45th. So this is a fun one. Uh, there's a, there's a bunch of passes involved. Like the rhythm is really, really good. We're up to nil. We're still having the ball. We're still pushing. And, and this is one of, this is the goal that broke LA force uh, entirely. Were they probably getting back in the game at two nil down? No, they probably weren't. But they had a little bit but of hope. This is this is in stoppage time, by the way, of, of the first half. This is one of those things. Uh, if you like played FIFA growing up a lot, uh, you know this is like you always had maybe one of those friends that would just always score in stoppage time. It would piss you off to no end. I was that person. I was always scoring in stoppage time. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I was just gonna say naturally. That. It was and, to you. And and like this is this is one of those things. So ball comes in. Um, uh, from I think I think it was from one Louis out wide in into Marcus or something like that, and a defender and and Alex McGrath is running running uh, ahead, and I think Marcus tries to play McGrath in, and a defender like clearly makes a play on the ball because McGrath is offside at this point, uh, maybe, and it allows him to come back collect it, and he just waits until until Beto kind of like falls into this little pocket of space, and he just slips it across to Beto who does this really nice thing with his hips where he lets the ball run across his body, then takes a touch with it to, to, to set it up for the shot. And LA just doesn't close him down well enough. And Beto hits the ball so fucking specially. I thought I would, I thought I would never see Beto hit a nicer goal ever. And then we'll ruin that here in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but like just, just yeah. the way he hits the ball, like, Brandon Gomez doesn't even move. Uh, it's in the bottom corner. It's nasty. It's 3-0, and we're off to the races. Exactly. It was so good. Uh, Jay, when you see a number nine who plays in the central midfield uh, hit a ball like that, what goes through your head? Um, I mean, just pure excitement. The The best part about that goal for me was a little just a little while after that, I took part in the crossbar challenge. Yes, you field, did. And I came really close to hitting it. Did you hear me? Did you hear me yell too much golf? Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> I, was, I was like too much golf. That's true. No, um, I might have yelled too much hockey. I think I might have yelled too much. Anyway, I yelled something mean to you, but I couldn't tell you if you heard me. We were on the. Uh, we, we were like down low by the stairs, uh, kind of near the locker rooms, mm-hmm. and I got to see it from that angle. Oh, did you? Yeah. So I saw. I got. I saw the, like the whip in it, kind of like the way it like was. It kind of because it had like this like nice little dip on it. It was it was freaking sweet, man. I love and it. shout out to Jay Cayley, who's uh, I think it's him. It could be somebody. I think it's him who's shooting all those like little recaps that are we're getting after games with like from the field level. It's a uh, yeah, it's a combination. It's him and then uh, another guy. another guy. And I'm gonna butcher his name. Maybe I think it's Sam. I'll look up his Instagram and say it in a little bit because. The guy, the it's, guy knows what he's doing. So whatever, whoever's doing it, and shout out to, to both of them. Uh, I want to give credit there. It's sweet. After every game, if you guys haven't seen it, if you go on the YouTube, uh, and it's usually on Instagram as well. Um, I think it's on YouTube. Anyway, it's it exists within the social media realm of CFC. You can catch different views of all the goals that you didn't see on the broadcast. And then if you're in, if you were live in stadium, you didn't see them at that those angles either. So you can catch replays um, of the from the broadcast angles, which is good. And then you can get replays from all these like cool sideline or goal side like, or like what you're angles. seeing what you're used to seeing you know big teams put out on their media we're doing such a good job Darrell exactly and everybody are shout out it. to Darrell shout out to everybody who's everybody's like, killing it doing unbelievable unbelievable work yeah, awesome. um I would like to go straight to Michigan stars are you guys good with that yeah, uh, yeah no briefly briefly I want to talk about the the second half uh because oh, yeah. what it allowed us to do number one the the introduction and and debut for Jesus Zabara, who I think immediately impressed good point with with his foot skills and, and how in his combination play 
Uh, I thought the second half wasn't wasn't awesome. I think we probably we probably should have had another goal, and I think we let them into the game a little bit more. I think Rod even talked about that uh, after the match that that we let them we let them in we let LA back in the game a little bit too much. Now, granted, we did we did well enough. Sean had a great game uh, to to make sure that that the that the sheets were still clean, but uh, I think when you have that much control. Uh, you don't necessarily want to let off a lot, although up three nil, it's not, it's not crazy to think that there is, there is going to be a little bit of a let off. Um, so I just want to, I just want to say that like, that was the, it, uh, up until that point, those were the best 45 minutes we had played all season. And it wasn't, it wasn't particularly close. Um, but have we had a full 90 minute game yet? I would argue no, but Yes, you There's are. Still time. You are quick. Let's to, move on. You are quick to let's, always rain on the parade when we play well. It's let's uh, let's move on to the Michigan Stars. I mean, I feel like we're in another podcast. Um, we absolutely <laughs> or a therapy session or a therapy session. Yeah, this is his soccer therapy. All right, the Michigan Stars. Um, by the way, I like how we managed the game in the second half. I I don't think we were perfect, but I'm not going to dwell on any of that because I think we managed it perfectly fine. Um, so Michigan Stars is a 2-0 win. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts with Jean-Antoine. Colin Stripling, Anatoly Prepolitsa is back in central defense. Uh, Aiden Bowers and Joseph Perez, Richard Dixon. So we're back with our back six, back intact. Um, again, Alex McGrath and Beto. And honestly, you have to pry this lineup spot um, from Beto Alvarenga with your, you know, from his cold, dead hands if he keeps playing like this because mm-hmm. he is all, just on another level. Um, little shout out to my, my one of my three things later on. And then... Mumu at right wing. Uh, Juan Luis comes in for him in the 72nd. Uh, Jesus Ibarra gets his first start. Shout out Jesus. Uh, Damien comes in for him in the 82nd. Marcus uh, up top, of course. Lenny coming in in the 82nd. And I will also say Beto subbed out for Luis in the 72nd. And Alex McGrath came out for Sebastian Capazucci. That's midfielder Sebastian Capazucci in the 88th. So we made five subs. um, And that was the terrifying part at the end that I didn't even notice. Um, but Matthew pointed out later is when Jean went down hurt um, at the end, we didn't have any more moments or any more subs. So that was terrifying. All right, we had two goals in this game. Uh, Marcus Nagel said a penalty earned by Jesus Ibarra. And by the way, he, I don't know if he goes by Jesus. I'm sorry. I haven't spoken with him yet, but um, I'm going to go by Jesus as long as it's there. And Beto uh, on the beautiful strike that Matthew mentioned earlier. Mm. Um, I'm going to start with you, Jay. We got to see Jesus from the opening whistle this time how are we feeling about that what was what was your impressions this is a dog Mix. world Mixy, come on i uh, really like the way jesus played um it was fun watching him and jp kind of like control i mean we we kind of controlled every part of the pitch on this game but uh it was really fun watching them control the left side really exploit that channel and create some um attacking opportunities but the first, my favorite part of the entire game that was not a goal was uh, Mumu just absolutely eviscerating people on the <laughs> right side, touchline and near the box and making people fall over. I forget his name, but number three for the Michigan Stars just got absolutely waxed and embarrassed. Um, nothing came of those chances, uh, but obviously we were, we were mounting pressure and the goals were going to come. Um, but yeah. That penalty was deserved, and then I'm not going to talk about uh, the other goal yet because I'm sure we'll dive more into it. So that penalty, I'll start with the penalty. Um, that comes from something we haven't seen until the past few games. From so, I, I, actually, let me back up a tiny bit more. W- the beginning of this season, we had wingers in Taylor Gray in particular mm-hmm. that were beating somebody, and, and Mumu right at the beginning who were just beating players. And when they would beat their man, we were we were able to create magic out of that. And then when Taylor got hurt and Mumu got injured, we really didn't have that same level of beat a guy. And <clears throat> look, Damien got injured. This is Juan Luis' first season here, and he's been at uh, kind of up and down performances, some really good ones and some, you know, some less good ones. And so I think the winger play has just been inconsistent. And that's when you have when you have two wingers who play like this in this game with Ibarra and and, and Mumu just eviscerating their their counterpart defensively we are going to be really 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 tough to beat mm-hmm. and i don't know how long this form lasts because it is it's a, it's a short period of time right um and i'm hopeful it lasts forever but i'm not going to sit here and bet on it like we may have to make improvements or whatever but it certainly looks like we have reached a new gear 
um, especially with our wing play. And we can we'll definitely dive more into that in some of our um, in our particulars. All right, Matthew. Now that we've talked how how we felt that first one, which comes from Jesus Ibarra, just eviscerating a guy and getting fouled in the box, and then Marcus sending um, oh, what that what's that fuck's name Macruva the wrong way. Um, <laughs> How are you feeling, Matthew? Matt, you have to use the word eviscerated, too. Yeah, yeah you must. Eviscerated <laughs> is the word of this podcast. So, uh, CFC versus Michigan Stars. You know that we're going to have possession. You know that they're going to let us have possession. They want to make things difficult. They want to compress lines. Uh, but this is not this is not the same Michigan Stars team uh, that they have that they had last year that, was, that had a really, really great ability to compress lines even in midfield and like this team for whatever reason just re- they did this against savannah it wasn't just us they retreated all the way back and bunkered against savannah a team that likes to have the ball but is pretty shit with with the ball mm. uh they made they made savannah look like savants in possession now michigan does believe they can always retreat into their shell and wait for you to make a mistake with the ball. And then they counter like crazy and they play for set pieces and, and yada, yada, yada. But the fundamental foundation when they when, when Michigan creates a shell is the ball has to go out wide and then they believe in their, their defenders and their goalkeeper to take care of crosses that come in. Yep. One of the most, one of the most important bits of that uh, is that those crosses need to come in the air, they believe, because they think their, their physical abilities in the air and one with the goalkeeper uh, will will help reduce danger. Uh, if a you know they want the outside back to always to always like keep their man in front and force them to go over the top. Yeah, yeah, and I will the also critical look, the critical thing in all of this is that the outside backs cannot get beat by the winger. Mm. And uh, that's why this game like had always shaped up that could have been interesting because if our wingers could not beat anybody. And their outside backs could always keep the winger in front. It would be an, another frustrating CFC Michigan Stars game. What happened is Jesus Abara and Mumu Mwape absolutely went ballistic, eviscerating defenders. Yeah, there we and go. Right. <laughs> and sometimes on more than one play, like Mumu had Chaba beat a couple of times and still cut it back just to make him fall on his ass. Like, yeah, that's yeah. fun. Oh, he cut him back so hard that he did get like he just fell. Yeah, he straight which, up fell. Which was it's, it, was it, awesome. it was it was fantastic stuff. But like it it, it was when you force a team into a shell and you provide numbers and and we'll talk about patience a little bit more. When you provide the numbers in there, you can just bring wave and wave and wave after pressure, and eventually, uh, you know, eventually also with a, a great play in the in the case of Jesus Sabara. You know, just makes a move, and and an offender thought he was dealing with a lesser player, sticks a leg out, and over he goes, and it's a penalty, and it's one nil because it's Marcus. Yeah, it was so so good. Um, yeah, I, I I love that. I love that. Um, that what's the right word? Eviscerating that evisceration. <laughs> uh, the 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 summary that you just gave, I completely agree with. Let's go on to the second goal. So I'm going to let Jay give his opinion first, and then I'm going to give mine, and then Matthew, I'm going to let you finish up because I know you've got takes on this one. Jay, that second goal, that Beto cutback. Was it 14 passes beforehand? So It was 14. 14, so a great spell of possession, which we have had. We, we had had, I mean, the majority of the game. I, I never went back and looked at uh, any of the possession percentage, but I'm guessing it's a funny number. Um, but the there were 14 passes, just us – uh, we had a quick chance right outside the box. We turned around, recycled. Ball goes in. Uh, I can't remember who passes it to um, Beto. Was it Abara? Was it? Yeah, I was about to say it was Abara. And the ball, the ball was just weighted, rolling perfectly at him for him to just. You told me too much golf. This was perfect golf. Uh huh. Because it was just, it wasn't power. It was placement, and it would the way. The way the ball curled, just I mean, no, any goalkeeper is going to look at it and, and be confused. So the way it, the way it kind of like we have this fourteen with the spell of possession, fourteen passes, bing ding ding ding, comes around, takes a step over or two, ball comes in and it sails in, and it's like, are we playing fourth graders? And I love comparing Michigan stars to fourth graders because they're such a 
annoying team to have to freaking play. Well, their emotional intelligence is about the same as most fourth graders. Yeah. But yes, Look, that, that goal more, was awesome. We had a little bit more um, space, especially in the middle of the field. I'm noting eight and a half minutes for us here. Uh, we had a little bit more space in the middle of the field. Uh, I thought a lot of that was, again, patience, uh, the ability to sit in, to, to find gaps, to wait until Michigan gave us a gap and then filled that space. Uh, but one thing that also matters is you need some exceptional play sometimes. Mm, yep. And um, in, somebody in find this that moment, path through. In this moment, like this is a like, this is a great shot. I mean, like a great shot. And it's just like one of those moments of magic that you need uh, to win to win games convincingly. And and I'm telling you, another stoppage time goal. And. I don't. Even, I, I would have breaker. loved to have been in Michigan's. I would have loved to have been in Michigan's locker room at halftime. Would have loved it. Well, I can. I can, can only imagine what happened in there. I can tell you that the Michigan Stars were, um, bench was pretty up for this. Um, we got shushed. Oh dang coach. it! I was going to bring it up. Oh, okay, we, we got uh, shushed. no, no, no. You got to keep. We got going. shushed it was by their coach. So good. Um, Fuck that guy. Were, how close were? How close were you? Did you see it happen? Oh, I watched it happen because I as soon as they got like a. As soon as they got the penalty awarded, he kind of like ran out and did like a, a fist pump thing, and I was just kind of like, eh. I was all the way at the top, and I saw yeah. it, and then I, I saw him turn around and shush, and I was like, oh my gosh, he just did that! What a loser! I don't often lose my cool um, in the section, but I lost it. I came running down after we, as soon as Sean <laughs> saved that, and I, I I may have asked him many times in many different ways with many different uh, versions of the f word, uh, who needed to shut up now. Um, or shush now and then yeah i'm not i'm not necessarily proud of it but i'm also not at all sorry um and i and i think he got it the rest of the game he also flipped us off um which means we were definitely living in his head and he was talking to us during the game pointing at his uh pointing at his championship patch saying that he'll uh, we'll never have one of those so that was that was adorable um well ns also needs to update his resume because the stars are dead so yeah i told him he wasn't gonna have a team next year so it was you know whatever um but and then we had the stewie stewie griffin reincarnated um in a fat old man as the other coach um who needs to stop sliding into supporters dms um because it's gross you're old and they're young um it's not it's not like actually wrong but it's gross uh, but anyway we, so we had a good you know back and forth with their bench and including them videotaping us and flipping us off and all sorts of fun stuff because the michigan stars are a classy classy bunch i will say that cut back in the box and the Beto finish was one of those where you go, that's just so unsavable. If we create that type of chance yeah. and yeah. we can have that type of finish, I mean, we're it's we're just going to be so 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 hard to beat. Um, and look, we had they had one good scoring chance. It was a penalty on a, to be fair, an error from us, and that error didn't lead to something because as as has been the case with this whole season, our defense has played really well as a unit and really well individually. So. John needs to come up big there. He comes up big there. A defender needs to make a big play. They make a big play. I mean, this defense is something really, really special. And man, I'm really, really, really happy about it. You know, it. John made that uh, that save on that PK, but that wasn't the only brilliant save. Because like, later, did he have another save later on in the later on? They had one good take, I believe. I was I came down to the other side of the field and. It was either that or just at watching him soar over people to jump and get the ball and going, dude, the Michigan Stars play big guys. That's their they thing. They play tall, lanky fucks. And John Antoine is dunking over them, grabbing these balls. I'm just like, it's like we've said in the past, there's no disrespect to anybody, but from a goal physical standpoint of a goalkeeper. We've uh, never had a goalkeeper that kind of physical no. freak. Um, he, he, I bet you he can uh, easily dunk with two hands. Easily, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, just like he just flies, man. He looks like he's going to get rebounds. Poor mix his uh, his little feet are so red from from allergies. Um, should we just go straight into our? Okay, I want to go to a talking point first, then straight into our key takeaways, as we have about I think four and a half minutes left. Let's go. We yeah, go. we might we might want to see if you can bounce me off and then bring me back on if we if, if if there's too much time. But let's let's try to blast through these and see what we do. I'm gonna blast through some talking points, and I want to leave this open ended. So um, twelve, we have twelve games played, three goals conceded, five in total, including the Open Cup. Um, is this currently the best defensive season of CFC all time? I'm leaving that open because 
I don't want to say I, I shouldn't have said currently. I'm gonna leave that open because there's, there's time left, and we had a few more games overall. I think in some other seasons, but it's interesting. That's an interesting end of season topic. It's gonna be an interesting. Yeah, 22 goals scored in 12 games in the league, 27 in 14, including mm. the Open Cup. Um, also interesting. Also very interesting. Um, okay. Matthew, I'm going to just jump straight into your um, three key takeaways. See if you can blast through. Is this from both games? Yes. Yes, this is from both games. Okay, come uh, and and if we run out of time on the Zoom, then you can just kick me off and I'll be done. It'll be fine. Deal. Um, so let's let's do this. Key, key takeaway number one, holy patience, Batman. I'm telling you, this team, uh, there's a time to play long. There's a time to to play a big diagonal. There's a time to switch the field. There's a time for a lot of things, uh, but this team is built on being patient, accepting that the defense is gonna gonna put numbers behind the ball, is gonna make it difficult for you, is gonna bunker in, and uh, Rod from the beginning has been preaching: be patient, be patient, be patient. Let them make the mistake, and then uh, have a moment of magic of individual brilliant play, and 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 go from there. And we've seen this now in, in, in the L.A. and the Michigan games. Incredibly patient buildup has led then to patient, uh, patience and knowing, knowing when to attack and when to, to wait for numbers. And, and it's been absolutely massive. Uh, number two, personnel is still policy. Mm. Uh, Mwape is leveled up. Uh, he's just a different player than he was when he was coming back from, from some injury issues. Yep. Juan Luis has been better. Yep. Uh, Jesus' addition has been massive. Absolutely massive. I think he, I think you, everyone's seen that already now. Uh, and and if this team can get Taylor Gray back, holy fucking shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I now, agree. I agree. <laughs> now, this is something I brought up that you fought me valiantly on, and you were wrong. Because defending starts from the front. And one of the ways that you do this is you have patience and buildup allows more numbers forward. More numbers forward helps win back the ball quicker and higher up the field, which leads to bigger and better chances and bigger and better chances lead to more goals. You're lucky we the, only have two minutes left on this zoom. The penalty minute and a half for me, the penalty comes from, uh, from us winning the ball high up the field. It's, it allows us to get the little bit extra space to get Jesus a little bit closer um, with with Michigan's defense not quite set, mm. it's probably one of the reasons why the the right back like lashes out in that challenge because it's a little bit more of a desperate moment. There's a little less cover. Uh, I I think I think Marcus's goal is, is in, in against LA forces in the same kind of vein. Uh, that's us winning the ball uh, around midfield and and with LA pushing up a little bit. Um. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's just it's just really, really good, really, really good play. It's more of it. Uh, you know, in a lot of these other games, I think we've seen uh, the the team create a little bit, and and this is just more sustained sustained pressure. And teams are cracking, uh, especially towards the end of the half. And I think that bodes really well for us, assuming we can keep this up uh, and keep the pressure on and not rest on our laurels and continue to get better. Yeah, I agree with all of those things. Um, I have a, I have some serious um, arguments with you on number three, um, but we don't have time for that because you're going to run out of time on your Zoom. Um, so actually, let's just say goodbye to you right now, Matthew. Um, I love you. I can't wait to yell at you in Bye, person. Matt. Um, and hurry back so that we can uh, review the final women's game of the season and have fun at your bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> Got him right in there. Um, I love that guy, but I'm going to eviscerate him. Yes, I just already coined myself uh, when he comes back because he's misconstruing what I said, and also he's wrong um, because he was blaming he was blaming the um, defense for not being good enough, and the offense has to be better for the defense to do the thing that he was complaining about. But anyway, you're not going to win your argument. No, we're going to argue. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. <laughs> oh, but we're going to argue. Oh yeah, it's going to be entertaining. So I'm going to go straight into my three here, and then okay. leave you for last. Yeah, are you cool with that? Yeah, totally. So I. His number one is actually very similar to my number one, um, yeah. not unsurprising. Uh, the offense has really found a new gear, and that is through patience. Um, 
It is through, I actually, we agree exactly on how it's happened, not just not like who was to blame. So with the offense being in the winger play being better, this is actually my number one and number two. So the first one is the offense found a new gear in the past three wins, uh, not really including the draw against Club de Leon where we were not that great. Um, the patience and pressure demonstrated is a whole new thing. That bing, 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 14 pass thing uh-huh. doesn't happen. Um, and those five straight corners or four straight corners, whatever we had, don't happen um, five games ago. Because we just didn't have that new gear yet. And that gear comes, for my number two, from winger play. The winger play has been just better, which Matt also mentioned. Um, getting Damian healthy, getting Juan Louis, a little bit of uh, more time in the system, and a chance to come off the bench, not have to start every game, which is good for, for I think, for a guy that was supposed to learn and it hasn't been in the system that long. And then getting Ibarra, um, all of those things, and Mumu just getting back from injury, all of those things have made our winger play better. And something I've complained about this year, uh, and I think we've, the past three games we've seen it is that we've we've stopped going and you said this perfectly at the beginning we've stopped getting one player isolated way up front all alone so if you have one winger going to beat somebody and you have no striker or no other winger right, no when midfielder, that's when that's when i was referring to playing ahead of ourselves exactly yeah. and you yeah you 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 defined that perfectly so we weren't doing that mm-hmm. and or we weren't doing it well rather we were playing too far ahead mm-hmm. and now we are getting those numbers we're getting the triangles we're rondoing through people and then Beto being turning into like the number 9 we didn't know we had or needed um along obviously alongside of Marcus you see have 99 and a 9 playing there like that pressure offensively is just a different thing, and it comes from the wingers, and it comes from Beto really leveling up, which is my third thing. Uh, Beto's playing like a man possessed right now, and, man, he's been such a big difference maker because he's another player. He's another... We already had Alex McGrath coming out of midfield and getting shots, but now that you add Beto coming out, getting shots and scoring goals, he has the two shots that lead to goals in the... Um, that aren't goals himself, but lead to goals in the, um, in the uh, Maryland game away. And then you have the shot that at least that is a goal and a shot that is a goal in the last two games. And it's just it's fantastic. Those are my three things. And I'll also have a little bonus here. The defense is still really not giving up anything. I'm praising the offense on those first three. But the defense is still really, really good. Um, and the press that is happening is a function of the offense getting better and, and doing a better job so that the defense can press and can provide that pressure. But, man, that back six is just... I mean, even taking out who's been the kind of the... Prepolitza, who's been the, the, the sticking out guy, like the guy who's really stuck out this year because he's enormous and he's good and he's made all these good plays, took him out, put in Sebastian, and we really didn't miss a beat, which just shows you how well that unit is playing together. Absolutely. Well, right. It's funny because my very first one is interchangeability. Mm. I'd like to see pieces change here and there. Sebastian uh, having Jesus come in, and then you'll even through subs and later in the game. I do love seeing added pieces not change the way that the team plays. For like sure, they tend to they're clicking on all cylinders. Whether Juan Louis or Mumu or uh, Jesus or whoever's out on the wings, it seems like Rod has these like backup chess pieces that are the exact same rook that he's taken out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's. Really good to see interchangeability. My number two is it's really hard to put a spotlight on a goalkeeper when they're not tested because the defense and the rest of the team is playing so well. But mm-hmm. when it comes time to be tested, you can't be tested any more than in a penalty. Like an exact 100%. one-on-one matchup. And John Antoine absolutely rose to the occasion and was an absolute boss and stopped that. Brick so, wall. So he's my number two, just seeing that. I know it's, like I said, it's hard to praise, but it's it's just, uh, I, I say it all the time, it's just so nice to, to look back there and see that guy yeah. playing on our team, wearing our shirt. 100%. And then, and then from, the, this is more of a lighthearted, kind of like, uh, not directly soccer tactic take, but it, everything's just fun right now, man. Mm. I, I think everything's more fun when you're winning, right? Like, that's for sure. But it's just the style of play... And I just it, it's everything. I can't really even pinpoint it. I'm just love. I'm loving going to the games. Love watching the guys play. Love love the camaraderie between all the boys on the pitch. Like it's just awesome and uh, and fun to fun to see. Now my fourth point that I wish I could have brought up. Uh, well, Matt was here. Is a bit of a f u to Matt and slightly to you too, but okay. not really. All right, but it's not really an f u at all. Actually, I just wanted to say that um, I'm making it way more dramatic. But how did it feel on Saturday night 
to watch the other team have zero offensive strategy and have to fucking chuck long throw-ins into the box and watch them fail and go, thank God, that's not us anymore. Damn it. Because uh, I hate long throws. Only like I have elaborated in the past when it's your only mode of offensive have, strategy. Have you noticed we're, th- we're doing long throws this year now? Yeah, dude, do them all you want. If you're if they're the dangerous. Way, or... Or do them all the time if you're on that part and you have the guy who can do it. It's just always the, when you're washing out of bounds and then you're doing it. It was just I just noticed that like three or four times and I was like, huh? All their offense, all their offensive mm-hmm. chances have come off of these freaking putrid, festering long throws. And I, 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 I love misrepresenting your hatred of long throws. I know, on I know. The that's what makes when it funny because you're, when it gets you're me... not here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so I, fun. I, uh, I double click the plus fifteen whenever you guys do that. I would, so. say, I would say that um, the vibes are immaculate. Yeah, immaculate's a good word. And. And I, I just let's continue this. Like, and, and we seem to be like still cresting that mountain. We don't seem to the top to be at the top of the mountain yet. And and you know, hopefully, we keep doing that incline, doing that thing. Um, all right, let's change gears here a little bit. You said you had, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you wanted to, uh, you had a little surprise for me on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wish Matt was here because Matt was there the day I got it too. Um, uh, so first off, you don't know this, but shout out to my wife Rachel. She's never going to listen to this. Better um, for her. Yeah. <laughs> She's smarter than the uh, rest of us. She got a promotion. Ooh. Like a big promotion at work. She's just she deserves it and it's awesome. So shout out. That is going to move her to working from home. So with working from home comes redesigning the old podcast studio into her office. Mm. Right. So a lot of things are going to leave my house. And the cool part is, is it's like, I'm cleaning out this room. I'm cleaning out like, you know, we had a good like a year and a half to two years of memories, like doing oh, yeah. fun podcasts in there. Like, Caleb Cole's a psychopath, you know. Peter Fuller stacking cans. Uh, Peter Fuller stacking cans. Reed Farnsley, you know what I'm talking Shout about, out. Reed. Oh, Grand Marnier action. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, so um, the coolest part about cleaning that room out is knowing that even though I'm not here all the time because I'm so stupid busy and whatnot, that you guys have taken this over, ran with it, started doing video. Like the pod is sort of like, doing okay even though i'm not like you know one of the main pieces anymore um which is so which is so awesome and fun so being able to bring these things as i clean them out so i've got four gifts three three of them are kind of the same one is very sentimental and then i've got a fourth one coming i'm just working on it's going to take me a little bit longer but let me get up and get those all right all right i'm excited this should this is we had so much good stuff in that old in that old podcast studio the the original um studio okay, okay i see some framed things okay. mixie come here buddy um, so the first one okay um i'm not saying this on mic so it's going to be mix buddy the come first here. one is this this is probably my favorite oh yeah, yeah. I don't know where this is going to go yet. Maybe, maybe. When I was, we were framing it up, it looked like that. Okay, so for you guys that have been to my old podcast studio room office thing, um, that was on the wall. That was the very first thing we purchased as a podcast. So cool. So we all put like five bucks in because Rachel was at Target and she texted me while we were potting and I showed yeah. it to you and I was like, should we get this? Yeah. So we have the Section 109 thing and. I replace I replace the batteries so Hell it lights up. Yeah. I might you know what, I might put that on the wall. I'll, I'll figure it out. I might there mount that on the wall some, somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, got to go. It's, yeah, it's definitely got to go somewhere. Got to go somewhere. Um, number two is this is um, a poster from the Michigan. Hey, this is nice from the Michigan Stars game on the fourteenth March fourteenth of twenty twenty. Hell yeah, and I can. So I already have that poster up, but it's not signed. So I can Aha. I can change those out. This one is signed. That's signed. Who else is signed by? Is it the whole team? This is the team in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. also have this one, which is New Amsterdam. And I do, RIP. Oh, that's also signed. Hell yeah. These are all signed. And then I think you. I don't have. I don't know I, if so you I had that in my rich. old in my old studio, the one I had in my old house. I yes. had and I had that one up too, but none of them are signed. So yes. this is excellent. So these are all from. The episode where we did the, uh, where we all did the unboxings, remember? Yes. And we got all these posters, and then you got them framed, and we put them up. 
And then you got them signed at some point, so that's super sweet. I don't know. I think they came signed Maybe, with... Did they come signed? I think they came signed with that, yeah. Um, so, but I was like, yes, yeah, signed. I, I know you have some empty spots on your wall, but... Just keep that spot. Yeah. There's a, there's something special I think, coming. I think I might know what goes there. I think you do, but let's not say it out loud because it'll be it'll be awesome. So something I've said, uh, and I actually said this on the podcast, but if if Summer decides, Juan is now retired, if Summer decides to retire, and I don't know when that's going to be, she's kind of said on the podcast, like, I don't know. I'll probably just play till I can't anymore, um, and I still can. So we'll see. But I think I've got a, a Hernandez jersey. And I want to frame it and get both of them to sign it. I'm not. I'm uh, not committing to doing that. But that's my thought currently. Is that when they one. when they're both retired, the Hernandez ten, I might retire and get it signed by both of them and put it uh, put it somewhere. That's not that's not for sure because I might change my mind. I might want to keep wearing it. But got the uh, got the Juan bobblehead. You know, uh, it was funny having Summer here with with her husband on the uh, on the table <laughs> in a bobblehead on the that's table. That's hilarious. Yeah, the one that I the other one that I have that I think you know what it is, but we won't tell supporters. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. I'm in the process of. Uh, making a road trip to get that one signed and then oh hell yeah it basically signifies one of the greatest goals ever scored yes in a cfc jersey so yes 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 yes. hell yeah okay well thank you jay that's awesome yeah, i bro. will find a good spot to to mount those i did this wall i can do this wall a little different i'll figure it out yeah i'll figure yeah. it out and also i could i can also start mounting stuff that's not like i have this empty wall over here that won't be on video but it will it will add to the ambiance of, yeah, of course people coming in and who know. knows it may be on video one day you have your aspirations for making this into a, a video podcast studio and my field of work i think we're going to be able to really come up with something cool soon. well and something that like uh, listeners probably don't know is that like when i have a video question obviously i'm calling you um and and i'm calling the guys from super chief like those are the shout out johnny shout out johnny who came actually came and helped me like set up some of the lighting and maybe i'll do it maybe we'll do a, a reel at some point um and, and show kind of the studio real quick but basically like I, I have a question like i have to ask so like i remember calling jay and being like how do you edit on da vinci and like he's helped me set colors and a million different things so it's not like you're not involved at all. You're just busy and you know less yeah. less involved on the front end. Yeah. But hopefully we can get a few more of these um, afternoon pods going. And and since we're starting to do more interviews again um, and getting back into that, like this, well, I think we'll be able to make this noon time slot maybe work um, a little more often. Hopefully. But, oh, dude! And one thing I haven't said, but I'll totally agree to it. I just forgot to respond in the group text message the other day. I'm totally down to do a CFC boat day. Hell yeah! You and I both being boat owners, we need to we need to we need to head that unit and figure that. Well, there's out. there's a certain former player and a certain front office member who I won't. Um, I don't know if it's public that they both have boats, but they both have boats too. So uh, I, I think yeah, we'll get we a group chat going here in the next little while and get a CFC boat day um, out at uh, honestly Nick and Jack because I don't have a trailer anymore for my boat. <laughs> well, dude, you can take it all the way up through downtown. Through the That's locks. true. I could take it through the locks. Well, we'll figure out when to do it and how to do it. But <laughs> this podcast is off the rails. This podcast has never been on the rails, Jay. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you leave, Matthew and I uh, take it completely off the rails. Listeners, thank you for listening. Viewers, thank you for watching. We will catch up with you soon to record to uh, catch up on the missing women's game and uh there will be a another interview dropping on wednesday that's already been pre-recorded thanks everybody